the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome to the CHS Coaches Show. This is Tony Landry, your host, and uh, the CHS Coaches Show can be heard every Monday night on uh, Kane Radio from 6 p.m. to 6.45 to the end of the football season, then every other week beginning until uh, January when uh, we'll have the CHS Coaches Show here on uh, uh, the air every uh, every Monday night, uh, twice a twice a month in that regard so uh the chs coaches show as always the chs coaches show is brought to you in part by uh armitar jewelry gulf america wire rope romero's power sports uh, sestia wealth management the landscape ranch freeman's furniture all-state credit uh r glass coca-cola hennigan team dentistry uh, the UPS store, Catholic High School, Muss and Patu, United Companies, BNL Engine Repair, and Seahorse Manufacturing. Uh, we're here at the studios of Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, we're here at uh, 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria. You can listen to the CHS Coaches Show while streaming on the Internet at www.kane1240.com. And you can now listen to uh, uh, the CHS Coaches Show on the FM Band 107.5. And if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240, and it will. And with us uh, on the line for the CHS Coaches Show is Coach Scott Watney. Coach, you there? Trying to pick up Coach. Let's see if we have him here. And uh, not uh, picking him up right now. So let's just go ahead and take a break. And we're going to be back with the CHS Coaches Show. Just a technicality here. I'll be right back uh, right after this on the CHS Coaches Show. Catholic High School is dedicated to the development of 4th through 12th grade students through academic excellence and Christ-centered values rooted in caring discipline, compassion, and zeal. CHS offers a variety of classes to serve all students, including band, photography, dual enrollment college credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details. Freeman's Food and Furniture has been locally owned and operated since 1941. With their 18,000 square foot showroom floor, Freeman's Furniture Store is certain to have what you're looking for. Need a comfortable mattress? Tempur-Pedic and Sealy are like no other, and they're only available at Freeman's. With 60-month interest-free financing, you couldn't sleep better. Freeman's Food and Furniture Complex, located on the corner of Hopkins and Admiral Doyle Drive, right here in New Iberia. Visit Freeman's soon. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. My name is Dr. Abigail Hennigan-Daly, and I'm so excited to share that I've partnered with my dad at Hennigan Team Dentistry. My roots are here in Iberia Parish. I grew up in the practice, and I'm a Catholic High alumni. 
Being able to come home and serve the people of Iberia Parish and the surrounding areas is a dream come true and a complete honor. Allow me to continue the tradition by caring for and uniting with you to develop a beautiful, healthy smile. Call our office today at 364-2156 and schedule an appointment. We look forward to hearing from you. BNL Engine Service is in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 337-365-2111 for more information. Once again, call 337-365-2111. Hi, I'm Corey Avery, co-owner of r r Glassworks. We specialize in auto and truck glass repair and replacement, window motors, and frameless shower doors. We also handle plexiglass and storefront repair and replacement. Give us a call at 365-9311 or come by and see us at 1006D 20 Arpit Road in New Iberia. So for all your glass needs, remember r r Glassworks. Thank you and God bless. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. I'm your host, Tony Landry, and uh, we're waiting on Coach. Coach uh, in the Catholic Eye Panthers, due to Friday night's game and the uh, wetness of the field and all, Coach uh, took his team elsewhere to practice on uh, some turf this weekend, or I should say today. And uh, with that, so Coach is just a little bit tardy right now, but we should have him on in a few moments uh, in that regard. So uh, they uh, journeyed over to St. Julian to practice today and uh, uh, with the Panthers. So uh, with that, uh, Coach Scott Watney will be on with us uh, momentarily. So uh, with that, just bear with us. In the meantime, you know, the Panthers had a tough time uh, of – Last Friday night, as they took on Vermilion Catholic, of course, Vermilion Catholic was rated, uh, I think, uh, either the fifth or sixth rated team in the state of Louisiana in Class A. And uh, they jumped on the Panthers pretty quickly uh, uh, the other night, Friday night, scoring in the first quarter on a 58-yard touchdown run. And the point after was no good, but uh, I think there was a penalty on the Panthers, and they were able to kick it again. And this time the kick was good. And then uh, later on, about uh, three minutes later into the game, uh, the Panthers line up for a punt and uh, deep in their territory and uh, have a safety on the play. Uh, they go down 9 nothing, And then before, and as the Panthers punt uh, or kick off, which they did, I wasn't able to attend the game. But they uh, line up for um, to kick it back to uh, the Vermilion Catholic Screaming Eagles. And in the meantime, uh, Jonathan Dartez, fine quarterback, for the Screaming Eagle, lines up and uh, completes a 38-yard uh, touchdown pass to Ethan Landry. And the point after kick is good. And at the end of the first quarter, the Panthers are down by the score of 16 to nothing. Uh, elsewhere, uh, uh, Jonathan Dortes cranks it up again in the uh, second period. I think we have a phone call on the line. Let's see if we can pick them up here. Quickly. Nope, not, not available to pick them up. Not available to pick them up. We'll, tr- we'll try again in that regard uh, as we can't pick them up right now. So uh, waiting for Coach in the meantime. So uh, with that, uh, uh, go on to explain maybe what took place here uh, with the Screaming Eagles against the Panthers. Of course, uh, quickly, it was 38-yard uh, touchdown pass with no time left on the clock in the first quarter. And into the second quarter, Dortes again 
uh, completes a pass to uh, Travin Moore. He goes 22 yards with a touchdown. The point after kick is good. Panthers are down 23 to nothing going into the halftime locker room. Uh, Screaming Eagles come out again early in the middle of the, I should say, the uh, uh, third quarter. And with 5.47 left halfway through the third quarter, uh, Jonathan Dartez, the fine quarterback, goes 43 yards for a touchdown. And the uh, the Panthers, uh, in the meantime, uh, are down uh, 30 to nothing heading to the uh, the third quarter. And with that, uh, just uh, kind of told the story that night. Uh, Panthers uh, defense uh, had some issues with the ball, throwing the ball. The Screaming Eagles came in and did a good job throwing the football all over the field. So uh, pretty much was the uh, story of the game, too, as the Eagles threw for over 100 yards. Uh, they were 10 out of 19 throwing the football and uh, had um, a lot of yards rushing, too. The Panthers uh, uh, had, uh, in, during the game, they had 109 yards rushing. And on uh, with passing, let's see, I'm looking for the stats here with that. Panthers did throw one interception that night, had one turnover, along with the Screaming Eagles had one turnover in that regard. So uh, the Panthers uh, were 6 out of 17 throwing the football uh, and uh, for 37 yards, not many deep passes. Meanwhile, the Screaming Eagles uh, had at least two touchdown passes and uh, uh, two nice runs, so in a safety, uh, missed extra point, and that was pretty much uh, where it stood after uh, the game. So uh, Panthers uh, take on uh, another vaunted foe this week as they journey, I believe, uh, uh, trying to get my pocket guide here and see the Panthers. To bear with me, let's see. Our first Catholic High game on the radio will be uh, against the Erath Bobcats as the Panthers will travel to Erath to take on the Bobcats in a big game. In the meantime, uh, Catholic High, I'm looking at the uh, infamous pocket guide here that we have out all over town with our sponsors. And uh, Panthers will travel to Parkview Baptist uh, Friday evening to take on the Parkview Baptist team. And uh, uh, a team, in, that's a triple-A team. So, uh, as I mentioned, our first game broadcast on the radio with Catholic High Panthers uh, will be against the Erath Bobcats. That'll be uh, September the uh, 15th. Then uh, the Panthers don't get into district play until October the 7th when they face uh, the Ascension Episcopal team, followed by Delcom will broadcast that game along with Ascension Episcopal. They journey to Franklin and take on Laurelville. We'll have that game along with the West St. Mary game. So we'll have... Uh, uh, my math is correct. One, uh, t- uh, two, three, four, five, six Catholic High games on the radio this year. Kane Radio will broadcast approximately uh, 13 games this year, plus the playoffs. We have a lot of teams that should make the state playoffs in that regard. So uh, with that, uh, I'll go ahead and just take a short break. We'll get Coach on the line and uh, go from there. So you listen to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Coach right after this. Times are tough right now for small businesses, but as a small business owner, you're pretty tough too. In case you needed a reminder, you started your own business. And while there's certainly more challenges ahead, the UPS store is always here to help. Should your small business need any ing, we're ready with every ing. Printing, mailboxing, notarizing, whatever ing we can do. The UPS store. 
every ink for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store franchise locations are independently owned and operated. Services pricing and hours may vary. See Center for details. Looking for a quick and easy no-hassle loan? Look no longer and go visit Sherlow or Ruby at Allstate Credit. The good folks at Allstate Credit are willing to help you with a small loan. They will treat you as a special and personable customer because they've been serving New Iberia for almost a half a century. So stress no longer. Come visit Sherlow or Ruby at Allstate Credit at 1112 Center Street or call them at 364-4538. Allstate Credit all the time. From the Kawasaki Ninja Sports Bikes to the Kawasaki Jet Ski Watercraft, Kawasaki and Romero Power Sports makes it easier than ever to put yourself on your dream machine. Right now, Romero Power Sports and Kawasaki are offering their lowest payments of the year on all Kawasaki vehicles. Choose from the great lineup of Kawasaki motorcycles, ATVs, watercraft mule utility vehicles, and the Terex lineup of SUVs. Whatever you need, Romero Power Sports and Kawasaki offer great prices, financing, and the famous Romero service after the sale. Kawasaki and Romero's Power Sports, let the good times roll at 900 South Lewis Street in New Iberia. It's Armentor Jewelers, your hometown jewelers, for all the latest fashion ideas in jewelry, watches, and diamond engagement rings. At Armentor Jewelers, we specialize in custom designs, remounting your older jewelry into something brand new. Graduation rings, traditional and unique for all area schools. Affordable fashion jewelry and watches. Service, quality, and value. Always at Armentor Jewelers. Dale Street in New Iberia and Park Lafayette. Armentor Jewelers for the special moments in your life. This ranch is not about cattle or animals. We're talking about plants and much, much more. That's the Landscape Ranch right here in New Iberia. You can find all sorts of plants such as annuals, palm trees, and container trees, as well as a variety of chemicals and fertilizers to keep them healthy. Locally owned, they provide bulk materials such as sand, soil, limestone, rock, and they'll deliver right to your doorstep. While you're there, you can visit their lobby. You'll find gifts provided by local artists. The Landscape Ranch, located where Jefferson Terrace meets Main Street. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 1075. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio. I'm Tony Landry, along with uh, Coach Scott Watney. And, Coach, uh, just a tough one last Friday night. Yeah. And uh, what more can I say? Hopefully uh, the Panthers, uh, they journey to uh, Parkview Baptist this Friday yep. night to play a triple-A team, a pretty good football team. Too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they got a big win against a uh, comeback victory against uh, Dunham High School. Um, Dunham, Dunham seemed to have some of the same woes that we had. Uh, you know, they got inside the 10-yard line. Uh, twice they snapped the ball over their quarterback's head, pushed them out of, uh, you know, obviously scoring opportunities. Um, and, you know, Parkview wound up getting a, a win. So, you know, to, I'll touch on Parkview Baptist in just a second. But sure. talking about our Friday night, I mean, you know, you couldn't really drew it up any better the way that it started for us. Um, you know, we had a great kick by Bennett Boudreaux, who was his first start, uh, put the ball right where it needed to be at. Almost had a chance of recovering it uh, as an onside kick. Uh, had a chance for a big play for, you know, a big a, a big hit by one of our kids. Kind of over-pursued it. Um, they wound up getting the ball, I think, on the 25, between the 25 and 30. Um, we go three and out. I mean, Jaden Mitchell does a great job on a bubble screen, comes up field and, and lays a, a big hit on their kid. Um, you know, we stop them on a run down the second play and then on a third down. You know, they, they, they looked like they had a, a tight end dragging over the middle of the field, but we were able to, you know, kind of compress that throw in lane uh, with two of our, our two safeties, Carson Broussard and Jackson Morris. Um, nonetheless, you know, it was incomplete, and it's third, it's fourth down and roughly about nine, and, we, and they're punting the football. 
uh, their punter doesn't do a great job. Um, you know, we call it poison if it's a if it's a bad punt and we don't. You know, it's not a chance for us recovering it. I mean, for us uh, returning it. Uh, we got the ball on the uh, on the minus forty five. I mean, you got to be licking your chops right there. Um, you know, offensively, I thought we did a great job on the first series. You know, uh, coming out on the first drive, uh, we methodically moved the ball down the field. We, you know, we dinked and dunked it. We did some play actions. We threw a nice screen. We had some nice runs. You know, we just stayed in front of the chains, or we stayed um, in a position on fourth down that we could go for. We went for two fourth downs, a fourth and two. We uh, we froze count. They jumped, picked up another first down. Uh, that same that same series of downs, we wound up getting another fourth and short. We went with a quarterback sneak. We picked it up, and then this is kind of when the wheels fell off. We 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 called a toss play to our boundary, which was a great play. Um, I, I I I don't agree with the call, but the call is what it was. We got a holding call on this. We would have picked up about eight yards. We would have been looking at second and two at the twelve yard line. Instead, we wound up going into first and fifteen with the ball around the twenty seven. Um. And then, you know, we, we just, you know, at that point, we just kind of, we, we faltered and folded in that. You know, one of the things in the last two years, we, we've seen nothing but zero safeties. You know, we've seen 11 dudes in the box, right? Um, and one thing that I've been adamant about since I'm calling plays is, you know, making sure that people have to defend the width of the field and the length of the field. You know, Chris Green is a young, uh, rising, talented athlete that we have on our team. You know, we went trips uh, to the field. The ball was on the left hash. We went trips to the field and, and a single receiver to the left side. Um, and this was right in our quarterback's throwing range. And, you know, I, I just thought the matchup, even though it was a first and 15 call, I thought it was a good chance for us to take a shot. You know, we had been just methodically moving the ball down the field. Um, we had a chance at it. You know, we got to give our kid a chance. We threw it just slightly out of bounds. Um, and then, you know, when, when that doesn't happen, you know, that was a big risk in that moment at the time. Obviously, I'm thinking we got plenty more time in the game left to come back. Um, but probably just playing playing a better hand for me would have been stay with what we were doing. You know, not that that's the wrong call, but maybe situationally looking back on it, let's try to get from first and 15 to second and 10, second and 10 to third and five, and get back into a fourth down manageable situation. Um, you know, I, I gambled. You know, I gambled. I still like the matchup. I still like the play. But I think hindsight, twenty twenty, when you go for it on fourth down and fourth and seventeen, which would it wind up being, um, you know, that that takes the wind out of your sails and it gives them life. And they had no life at that point when we when they went three and out, they punted and we started marching down the field and we picked up those two fourth downs. You could see on their sideline just the the disbelief, you know, and I should have capitalized on that. That That's my mistake. I told the kids that, you know, um, if nothing else, I mean, punting the football. You know, it's not in our range for our field goal kicker. That's the, I guess, the caveat is why you don't kick a field goal. Well, you know, we were looking at a 42-yard field goal, and um, that's not that's not, and that's not not and in our kids, you know, range right now. So, um, you know, going forward on that fourth and 17, I guess you could say, probably the better option would have been to quick punt it. You know, Jack Chauvin is our punter. He's also our receiver, um, and he also is going to play quarterback for us. So, you know, we could have easily just put him back there, lined up in an offensive formation, quick punted it, you know, and even if the ball rolls into the end zone, we still are going to get positive yards and still going to get, you know, them having to drive 75 yards, 65 yards, 85 yards, then with them stopping us on fourth down and then trotting their offense out. So, um, you know, after that, you know, we, the, the, the wheels kind of started to come off. You know, we gave up a touchdown. Uh, we go back on the field offensively. And the next series, we had a couple plays that could have been there, but some missed assignments. Uh, we wound up having a punt, and then we snapped the ball over our punter's head so we get a safety. So now we're looking at 9 nothing. 
Um, you know, we again methodically we go down. You know, we go down the field, um, and you know, due to some poorly run routes and not pulling some guys out uh, on one of our plays, um, we wound up getting a tip pass and for an interception. And you know that you know that again. You know, we started that drive back on our I think our own plus twenty five. I mean minus twenty five. We got down to the plus twenty seven, and you know we 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 threw an interception. It was a you know a fluke of an interception. It wasn't like it was a bad decision by our quarterback. Uh, I thought Luke did a nice job reading it, but we didn't do a good job of expanding a backer and making that window a little bit bigger than what it should have been. And it just got a handout. Just put a handout, tipped it up, and you know interception. Um, you know, so we go in a half looking at twenty three nothing. You know, and still got, you know, they scored 23 points. You got to think that you can score points, especially with us being able to, you know, throw the ball effectively and run the ball, which is what we were doing in the first half, just faltering in that, you know, that red zone, which has continuously been our, uh, you know, uh, black widow, whatever analogy you want to give. Um, that's just that that's what it was and you know at that point i'll be honest our our kids didn't play with the will that those kids started to play with you know and that that's what happens with a momentum shift you know i mean you saw it last night in the lsu football game i I mean it just you know it's 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 one thing you know you just football games usually a roller coaster you got highs and you got lows and you got to you got to come out of those lows, and um, you know we didn't really stay together at you know 16 nothing we still were in a ball game and and still had plenty enough time and you know, the, the the feeling sorry, the cramps, the hamstrings tight, the, all those things started to come, which is evident when you you know when you're not winning a football game. You know, those guys were playing. It was almost like the the last year scenario with them getting the 300 cramps that it felt like was now turned over. Like it was like our turn. You know, it was like they had their turn last year. Now it was our turn this year. Um, you know, and I told our guys, I said, you know, they had probably 20 kids that played for them. I said, we probably had 30. You know, we had more guys on the ground than they did, you know, and, and, and they took it to us. So kudos to them for doing that. Um, you know, obviously we all got to get better, players and coaches included. Um, you know, after, after reevaluating it, it, it was uh, it was definitely a game that's not – we're not a 30 nothing team that's, you know, that, that that shouldn't lose to that team 30 nothing if lose at all. So. Well, uh, the, what I looked at, and I saw a lot of coaches uh, – uh, on our value sports in the morning we have a few coaches that come on different days during the week and the one complaint we heard from all of them other than the the ones with the turf fields you know the carpets uh they were able to practice but the ones on grass and other they they were lamenting that even some of the turf coaches said we had to take it inside in yeah. the gym yeah. to practice and i'm wondering maybe getting those first games out of the way well, we saw some uh, scores that were hard to believe and we saw some scores that relatively yeah. looked okay but uh it uh you know I, i'm sure you know catholic i don't have a, a, a turf or no. carpet you know to play on well and, i mean uh, and i apologize for everybody i mean whoever is listening and, and cares to listen but i was coming from st julian i mean that's where we have to practice you know with our field i mean it hasn't stopped running in new iberia how bad was your field torn up after friday night um it wasn't it wasn't in too bad a shape i mean okay. because it you know we were supposed to get that little light shower before the game which didn't happen just kind of lightning and you know popping around us but it never really it, it really never came in um well the field was was the field soggy or no no the field was great no 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 not at all the field was in good condition i mean i think you know one of the things for sure is you know again hindsight 2020 you're looking back on it you know we had our red white scrimmage and then that scrimmage against centerville would have been um you know would have been a a a scrimmage that would have been beneficial for us um because i think we would have kind of cleaned up some of this and cleaned up some of the stuff that we did, you know, that we're kind of seeing right now in week one. And then obviously when we went to – yeah, thank you, Coach. Um, 
obviously when we went into the jamboree, you know, and you played on that slop fest, you weren't able to really do anything in that conditions either. So, um, but those are excuses. At the end of the day, it, it's it's it, it falls on me. It falls on uh, on us to get better. And you know, we got to find a way to get in the freaking end zone. I mean, this is it's embarrassing. You know, um, I'm embarrassed about it. And you know, we're we're going to practice much differently to score in touchdowns because it's it's imperative. And it's not like we don't have the ability to do it. So. Um, well, we're I do fix know. It. I do know you have a lot of young starters. Luke Landry, the sophomore quarterback, started yeah. for you, and what, all the southpaw. And uh, I know. Uh, I thought he did a good job too, okay. Tony. I really did. I thought all he right. played. I thought he played well. I mean, you know, a couple things here and there. You know, one of them was on one of our play actions. You know, he throws a ball in the ground to William Russell, who's wide open. If all he does is take just one more set, sets his hips, and then just throws a ball to him, he pro- William probably picks up 20 yards on it. That was on our first drive. You know, the the ball to Chris Green on our first drive, you know, he throws out the back of the end zone. He's got to give our kid a chance. But then he made some beautiful throws. He threw a freaking laser to Gavin Roy on a big first down right before the interception. It was a third and seven. We ran a slant, slant, arrow concept, and uh, Gavin did a great job of getting inside the corner. And, I mean, Luke put it on him, and Gavin got popped. It was a beautiful play um, by both of those two guys. Uh, he threw a nice screen pass to Gunnar Brown, who picked up eight yards to make it a fourth and manageable. Um, I thought he managed the game very well. He even used his feet well. Um, he got out of the, you know, he, he evaded some rush and, and, and wound up picking up some extra yards for us. Yeah, uh, he was your leading rusher, too. Yeah, he, like I said, I mean, he, um, he did a good job, you know, overall. I mean, in his first start as, a, as, as you know, a starting quarterback, I thought he did a nice job. Um, you know, but he's got things that he's got to get better at. Receiver-wise, we got to get better at running our routes full speed. Um, you know, that was killer for us on Friday, not running our routes full speed, um, not stalk blocking correctly. Uh, you know, guys coming off on tackles that have no business being in tackles. Um, you know, our backs need to hit it a lot faster. They need to stay true to the gap that we're trying to run it. Um, I thought we got better as the game went on with that, but – you know, there were some early on plays that I think could have been some home run hitting if we would have just stayed. You know, yes, that green grass looks pretty out there, but if you just just pause just a second, you know, and cut it cut it across the grain, you got something special there. So, um, but with all that being said, you know, it doesn't erase the fact we lost thirty to nothing. And you know, looking back on it with this week, and I know most coaches go back and look at the film, and what what are things. Uh, uh, you need to work on a little bit more this week and uh-huh. uh, with your next opponent coming up. And yeah, all, uh, so one of the things we're definitely going to work on is we're going to have a scoring play on our not, – not necessarily that a play that's going to get into the end zone, but a play that I'm going to emphasize. Like we are scoring on this play and we are running – in, it doesn't matter for 40 yards out, 10 yards out, 30 yards out. We are all blocking into the whistle, and then when we score, we're running down there. We're celebrating. We're bringing out the kicker for the extra point, or we'll go for our, you know, we'll use some of our two point plays. It's a good opportunity to practice that. So I'm adding that into our practice plan. Just hopefully that Monday through Thursday, they've scored so many times that they've gotten used to it that on Friday it happens. Um, you know, defensively, we were, we were bad tacklers. You know, oh, okay. we, we were bad tacklers. Um, we had guys in position to make plays. Um, you know, we don't make a play because we lunge. You know, again, and that's the difference between playing with a will and not playing with a will. When you look at the first three plays of the game, we played defense with passion and intensity and reckless abandoned football. When you look at play 63, we're not playing with that same intensity. You know, we're down 16 nothing, kind of feeling sorry for ourselves. So what happens? You start lunging. Your head goes down. You're not running your feet through contact. Um, 
And, and, and they did the opposite. You know, they were running their feet through on contact. They were bringing it to us. So, you know, tackling on the defensive side for sure. Special team substitution was atrocious. Um, and part of that is, you know, kids taking themselves out because they're cramping or not able to go in. Um, and that's terrible when you're trying to put 11 dudes out there, you know, on special teams. We've so, got to clean, so, clean that up. So communication needs to be a lot Com- better. Communication on the sideline. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, from the trainer letting – I mean, and, you know, Coach Biss had a hard task the other night. I mean, you know, every time he turned around, it was another kid that was coming off to the sideline. You know, but kids notifying their coaches that I can't go right now. You know, not just keeping that a secret. So we've got to do much better across the board on that, coaches and players included on special teams. So, you know, a lot of things to look back on on week one and to get better at. And, you know, the goal is, is obviously to win on Friday. But really for me the biggest goal is is to improve on those things that we just talked about. Be better tacklers, execute better on offense, don't hinder in the red zone, and special teams communication. You know, and if we fix those three things, I can promise you we've got a great chance of winning on Friday. We don't fix those three things. We're going to have another we're gonna have another radio session next Monday that's going to sound just like this. So, um, you know, the morale of our team is fine. Um, you know, and, and I'll tell you this quick story. Um, my, my, sec, my, my second year at Vermilion Catholic, we're coming off a 14-0 state championship, right? And Catholic High, again, was on that schedule going into my second year. We had played Catholic High my first year at Vermilion Catholic, and then we – travel to panther stadium to play my second year we're coming off a 14-0 you know state championship first game of the year first game of the year and tony you know we got beat by vermilion catholic and it it was definitely not a competitive or not nearly as as competitive as the game it should have been but the game that was coach indes's second year that was when i think jason pellerin and gabe fusilaire just to name a few of those guys that's when they were seniors they drummed us. I mean, it was fifty-five to seven in an embarrassing really? way. I mean, it was embarrassing. I'm not gonna oh, lie wow. to you. I mean, it was. I forgot the score of that game. Oh, it was. It was. And look, fifty-five to seven is. Pro- and I want to say we even had a running clock in the second half. I mean, it was. You know, you would have never have thought that the team who just won a state championship would come into Panther Stadium and and and. I mean, we got beat handedly, bad. Miles, fifty-five. Miles. I mean, it was trap up the middle. It was buck sweep. It was waggle. I mean, there was nothing that we could do about it. Um, and we didn't have very many guys, you know, that was a big senior laden class my, my first year at Vermilion Catholic. And so we were playing with a bunch of new guys, too. Um, and I told our guys this. I said, you know what's crazy is? I said, we had a very similar film session that Saturday when I was at Vermilion Catholic, like we had this Saturday here at Catholic High. And that team went 9-0 and wanted to be in the number one seed. So, and we had very similar opponents. We played Welsh Week 2, which was a really good football team uh, that year. We played Parkview Baptist Week 2. Week 3, we played Erath. We played Erath Week 3. We played Eunice Week 4. We don't play Eunice Week 4, but we play in Week 5. I said, guys, there's, there, you know, I've seen it happen where, you know, we got we, we to gotta look ourselves in the mirror, including myself, everybody. We got to get better. And from getting better to doing what needs to be done and then taking that Monday through Thursday and then putting it out on a Friday night against Parkview Baptist to go get a win would be huge because I've watched another group of kids do the exact same thing. You know, it was an embarrassing loss, worse than what it was against this this past Friday. And, you know, those guys went out there and competed and did what needed to. They were a different team on Monday. So I like what I saw from our guys uh, today. Um, I thought we had a good practice. It was definitely a slow, a slow pace practice, but nonetheless, I thought overall we had a good practice and looking forward to going to play a, a top team, you know, a top, a, a, a good quality Parkview Baptist team that, you know, is not Parkview Baptist in the early 2000s and the mid 2000s, but they're still nonetheless, they won a lot of football games and, it, and they're 1-0 and we're 0-1. So 
And tell us a little bit about the Parkview Baptist team. Uh, what kind of yeah. offensive formations can the fans look to see who'll travel to Baton Rouge Friday? Yeah, I mean, and, and I want to thank, you know, I thought Catholic High's uh, community came out, and I thought, you know, it was electric uh, first game of the season. So thank everybody that was there. And, you know, definitely apologies for not putting on a show that we wanted to. But for those that will travel on Friday to Parkview, we got um, – you know, for them offensively, they're gonna they're based everything out of really a tight end. So very similar to VC, um, you're gonna get tight end trips, tight end to the left, two receivers right. I mean, two receivers left and one receiver right. You'll get twins pro. You know, uh, so you know tight end left, split out receiver left, and then two receivers to the right. Um, you'll get a tight end left and then three receivers right. So trips nub. You also get some ten personnel, some doubles and some trips. But they really like playing with the tight end. Uh, they got a good running back. Um, uh, you know, uh, from a schematic standpoint, they don't do a lot of things. They're a zone team, a dart team. Um, their quarterback can, their quarterback can, you know, he evades rush pretty well. Uh, he did that against du- uh, Dunham a lot. Uh, you know, really just extending plays. Their receiving core is by far their best group. I mean, I think they got a Florida State, I mean, a Florida offer, a Mississippi State offer, and an Arkansas offer. They got some guys that can go. Um, and their quarterback allows that to happen because he evades rushing and continues plays, and their receivers do a good job of extending plays. Um, defensively, you know, is actually my, my buddy is uh, is my best friend. He's the defense coordinator over there. They're playing with ten new guys on defense, so that would probably say that's probably their weak spot right now. Um, but then again, you know, they held Dunham to ten points. You know, so um, it does help though when you snap the ball over your quarterback's head in the, you know, in the uh, in the red zone, and you do that twice. You know, from scoring opportunities, but uh, defensively, you are going to see a three-three stack to uh, a four-two. Um, you know, there he'll play with his safeties a little bit. You know, kind of give us a two-high safety look, and then roll down a safety as well. But nothing that we haven't seen over the last four weeks, so it's not anything. So blocking different. assignments, uh, you should, kids should understand. Yeah, we got a couple. Obviously, you know what we want to do offensively is throw up, throw a couple little nuances, see what you know we did last week and how can we complement some things from last week to this week. But no, from a blocking assignment standpoint, nothing's really going to change. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is the change in my mindset of you know trusting the run game. Not saying that we can't throw the ball, but trusting the run game, being probably more conservative than risk taking you know um you could take i think bigger risk when you start showing that you can do those things and so um i'll be a little bit more conservative in my play calling um but at the same time you know we got to find a way to get into the end zone and and that's that's my that if there is one focus for our football team this upcoming week is that okay so hopefully i hopefully we come back with a win but more than anything else hopefully we come back with scoring more than one touchdown or definitely scoring at least a touchdown and more than that well coach i'm looking just at uh like I said, I've had the stats in my hand, just reviewing them and all, um, uh, trying to see uh, with regards to uh, penalties. Of Coach, you, we, we played a we, I mean, we played a clean game. We had one. We had one penalty on I think defense. You had, you had three penalties for yep. twenty yards. That's it. Yep. And, uh, and that one penalty on that holding call was pretty. I mean, that was obviously a crucial penalty just in our from the standpoint of momentum. Um, the other one, you know, was just laziness and, and jumping off sides on defense. And the other one was an illegal substitution, which came back to, you know, special teams, um, com- lack of communication. But, you know, I mean, we had, I want to say we had play for play. I think they had 44 plays. We had 45 plays. I want to say they, I mean, I know we had 11 first downs. I think they had 16 first downs. I mean, so it's very comparable. The biggest thing, the difference between them and us is they had big plays. Yeah. You know, they had explosive plays. Three um, of them to look at it. They had a 58-yard uh, yep. run. They had a 38-yard uh, pass, and they had also a 43-yard run. 
and a 22-yard yep. uh, pass. So uh, the and the quarterback Dortez, uh he threw he could sling the ball pretty good. At he did, time. yeah, he did. And and you know, again, he's kind of similar to the quarterback we'll play on Friday because he just extended plays. You know, um, you know, one one of their touchdowns really was a great call by them schematically. They put us in. They, they got us in that trips nub look, so they had three receivers to the right side, one uh, a tight end on the back side, and then they motioned their running back out of the backfield and put him to the three, the tri- the three receiver side, so it made quads. Um, our safety recognized it, but instead of rotating over the top to get over the number four receiver, he was pointing to the linebacker and like i told him i'm like dude he's not hearing that you got to go if he, you got to go make him right so instead you know uh we just basically let we let the number four receiver run right down the middle of the field and that's how they scored a touchdown i don't know if we have a call yeah or not. yeah we'll, please we'll go ahead and take him yeah you're on the line with the chs coaches show oh uh, hey good afternoon guys uh, i yeah. had a question for coach walker uh just uh, kind of a general football question, I guess, and and I, I I would imagine this possibly varies from level to level as far as high school, college, and pros. But I've always been curious. You know, we always hear about coaches making you know halftime adjustments or adjustments within the game. Realistically, after game planning all week, uh, watching film on your opponent, practicing a certain way, getting ready for certain schemes, how much can you really make adjustments during the course of a game. And I, I was just curious about that, and I'll hang up and listen. And, and good luck the rest of the week, Coach. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want to say, I forgot, I saw it on Twitter. I, I want to say it was Peyton Manning was talking about this, or maybe it was Drew Brees, or they had made a comment like, by the time we got back into the locker room, we were already ready to come back out on the field. So to, to answer your question, I think there is definitely halftime adjustments. I think that's where your staff and, you know, all of the technology that, you know, that obviously, you know, at every level is obviously much different. You know, the technology we're using in high school versus in college and, and pros is much different. But, you know, we use a thing called huddle sideline, and that's really where we're able to make our, you know, I guess in-game adjustments or halftime adjustments. Um, unfortunately, you know, you're also – when you're dealing with technology you're dealing with internet access and we unfortunately did not have that this friday so we were kind of playing behind the eight ball with making those adjustments on the sideline you know and then you have to rely on your kids to communicate that to you on hey i got a two eye you know over me right now defensive tackle versus i have a two you know or i have a four technique versus a five technique those are things that are important because that obviously changes blocking scheme you know, but halftime adjustments obviously are needed to be made. You know, one of the things, you know, that I thought VC did a nice job in their halftime adjustment, we didn't really have a complimentary play to this short motion that we were using, and we tried running a toss, and they sent the guy off the edge. And, um, you know, it had been nice to have, you know, have that sideline look on uh, that what that sideline look on the um, that huddle sideline for us to replay it uh, so that that way we knew what kind of the – what we didn't have to complement it so that that way when they sent it off the edge. But to answer your question, I think there is a way of doing halftime adjustments, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of pieces in the puzzle that have to make that a reality on it. Um, but I think that's a great question. Well, Coach, uh, we're looking at uh, Friday night uh, journeying to Baton Rouge yes, to sir. play Parkview Baptist. I, I, pardon my ignorance. What, what's their mascot? Uh, do you know? I do know it. It's an eagle, so we get another chance at an eagle. <laughs> That's right. We get a redemption eagle. This is not a screaming eagle. This is, no, it's not a scream. <laughs> it's not the same. No, no, no. But this is that, nonetheless an eagle. So anyway, it, Coach, uh, uh, it, just good luck to you. you know, I know the kids it. will practice hard and play mm-hmm. hard and uh, – 
hopefully you can bring a W home uh, yep. with that. And then the following uh, week, I think we do our first game with Catholic High. Uh, Catholic High journeys to Erath to yeah. take on the Bobcats That's in right. the third game. So uh, that'll be the first of uh, six games we'll do for Catholic High this We'll year. play Thursday, too, yeah. Anyway, again, Coach, good luck to you. Thank and you, hopefully uh, you can bring those Ws home for the Panthers yep. and all. So, uh, as always, you're listening to uh, Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240, and the CHS Coaches Show was brought to you in part by Armitar Jewelry, Gulf America Wire Rope, Romero's Power Sports, Sester Wealth Management, The Landscape Ranch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, R&R Glass, Coca-Cola, Hennigan Team Dentistry, The UPS Store, Catholic High School, Petu, United Companies, B&L Engine Repair, and Seahorse Manufacturing. And with that, we'll say good night and God bless. Credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details. BNL Engine Service is in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18 wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 337 365 2111 for more information. Once again, call 337 365 2111. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Our focus is to get you back to work, Louisiana. I'm Sine Villavaso. Coming to our office, we have the resources and services you need. The people who work here have the passion to do the work. One thing we want them to know is that they matter. There is a great need here in the city of New Orleans. One of the things that we're trying to do here is provide opportunities. We're ready to get the citizens of New Orleans back to work. Find out how the Louisiana Workforce Commission can help you at laworks.net. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Still Louisiana's own, Kane 107.5, the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s.